I could not understand how somebody could make a decision to not do something because of fear. Like mm. something like going to Scotland, like getting that opportunity and like just not doing it because they were scared. Mm. Like, but do you know what because they Because I uh, the bottom line is I know I'm going to be okay. I know myself and I know I'm going to be okay and I know I'm going to like get through it. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And today we have a special guest, our middle daughter, who is uh, just a few months shy of 18 years old. So you're still a child. Kayla Elizabeth Copeland. Yay. Hello. So he, like gave her like full government name. People I did. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not what her Olive Garden badge says, but that's her <laughs> real name. So um, she just came home from work and we sucked her into the Push Podcast. So welcome to episode number 96 of the Push Podcast, Kayla. I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Uh, that's not what you said a minute ago when um, dad was setting up and you were like, my agent told me I was going to be in and out and that this would only take 20 minutes. I am a busy woman. <laughs> And the most high maintenance guest we've ever had. You are. By far. <clears throat> I have done. Oh, that chair. Where'd you get that chair from? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't sit on you plastic. You wanted me to sit on the you dirty chair from outside. Uh, I stopped sitting on plastic in like 2019. Liar. Okay, uh, you guys tone it down. So this is what we're gonna do. Every episode of the Push Podcast, Kayla, we start off with a what in the world. So we'll go first and then you kind of jump in and you share like when the last time was someone made you say, what in the world is happening? Okay. okay. So here's my what in the world. Are you ready, honey? I'm ready. This one's for you. Oh, okay. Yesterday, I found out that the number one condiment in America is mayonnaise. God <laughs> dang. Oh, you guys, Eddie mm. hates mayo. Do you like, Kay do you like mayo, Kayla? Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, like light mayo. Yeah. I like mayonnaise. Like you cannot have a sandwich without mayo. But I would mayo. never be like, oh, I love mayo. I yeah. would just, like, like I would never, but I would never be like, oh, no mayo, please. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, no mayo, gross, <laughs> save it. So Eddie no hates mayo. mayonnaise. I need to know, we need to take an Instagram poll or something. Do you love mayo? Because we have Olivia Holmes on our team who's with me. Like, okay, mayonnaise, you can make deviled eggs. You make potato salad. Oh, you make a lot of things. Well, you, I make a lot of things for you that have mayonnaise, too, that you just don't know. Yeah, you just Garlic aioli, chipotle no, it, mayo. Yeah, that I'm stuff has mayonnaise. Like, yeah, but it's not. It's covered up. It's, it's like the number one condiment in America is the point. Uh, no, and you I, are I, so repulsed. Okay. It has to be ketchup. No, let me. I'm glad that you said that because here's the thing ketchup wasn't even close. There were $2 billion worth of mayo that was sold last year and $800 million in ketchup sales. So it's not even like close. That's because ketchup is used so often, people give away for free. You, I mean, you look at anybody's <laughs> house, they got drawers and drawers of ketchup packaged. 
packages so they don't have to buy ketchup. Okay, so here's the what in the world. You ready? <laughs> the top five condiments in the year 2017. Number one, ketchup. Number two, mustard, which is your go-to. I love mustard. Number three, mayo. Number four, soy sauce. And number five, hot sauce. Makes so sense. here's my question. What in the world happened that made mayo jump up in 2020 <laughs> by three spots? What happened? Because oh. it was like during quarantine and into 2021. Maybe people were making more sandwiches? I mean, that had to have been it, right? Like you put uh, yeah, Did I you hear me? $2 billion worth of mayonnaise was sold in 2020 and only $800 million in ketchup. That's crazy, right? Okay, well, what's the price difference from ketchup and mayonnaise? You're missing the point. The I'm point not, is it's the number one condiment. Because they're not interchangeable. You can only yeah. choose like the, whichever one is cheapest. You choose the one you're going to use. What I'm saying is, is if mayonnaise is significantly because, let's just say, for example, um, let's say, here's a good one. So let's say, for example, because of the pandemic, there were restraints on eggs. There were restraints on different things that make help produce mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. And so the price of mayonnaise went up. And ketchup stayed the same or is, is lower. Two billion versus eight hundred yeah, so like million. If, if no. I go to the grocery store and a and a thing of mayonnaise is three dollars, but a thing of ketchup is a, is a dollar twenty. Mm, I don't think that that's the case. I okay. also I think there's something like this generation did something to say, hey, mayo. Maybe like, it's like because mayo you can have it with paleo, people are losing right? That or goddamn something. money. Yeah. That's what's happening. Oh my god. Sorry. So I thought that she would really love that. And then another one I had was, um, did you know that you can officially do a DNA test for your dog now to figure out what mix or breed your dog is? Why? Right. Why? I literally Why heard someone it? on the well, radio that's, say, that's we a, just ran important. his DNA and he's oh. actually part, you know, um, I don't even know the type of a dog. Maybe it's relevant when you're looking at like medical conditions because certain dogs are. Yeah. Or when you're trying conditions. to like sell a dog, you want to be able to be accurate and say this dog is. 72% mm. Greyhound yeah, Shih Tzu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that was crazy. Unbelievable. What do you think? Well, what do I think about what? I mean, all of it. Those that, are my those, those world. Those are a pretty amazing one in the world. Okay. So <laughs> yours. What's yours? <laughs> Go ahead. Kayla. Mine? Yeah. My what in the world is when, because I, I work as a host at the Olive Garden. <laughs> um, my what in the world is when I have two customers that come in and I seat them at a booth and they both sit on the same side of the booth. Oh. <laughs> that oh. happens more often than you think. And I'm like, and I'm setting down their menus on the opposite side. Nope. They slide in together, which is like. You don't like I don't physical understand. contact. Though. I don't understand. Like I'm just like, why wouldn't you just sit across from each other? There's just so <laughs> yeah. much more room that way. That's a really good one, Kayla. Because I would say I never have sat next to Dad yeah. in a booth unless we were with another couple. No, exactly. you're not listening. Well, she right, said yeah. two but people only. only. I know, I know. <laughs> only two, but at a four-person booth, and two of them sit on the same side of the booth. Wait, so there are people who are listening to this right now, and they're like, "Oh no, I do that too. We sit next to each other. I just don't understand. Be close. Yeah." So what I in the world? Because we are a social family. Like, because you want to look at. I bet we, those those two people who are sitting there are not saying make a eye, word. Yeah, they to don't each make other. eye contact. Yeah, we also make eye contact to each with each other. Right. And we always talk. So we're like, let me look at you while I'm speaking to right. you. Yeah. While they're just like, next to me, I'm like, how are we gonna talk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are we gonna communicate if mm -hmm. you're right next to me? I, I'm supposed to turn. Yeah, like and, this it's, every and time? it's always like it's always like a date or something, and right. it's like. a a woman and a man. Um, so is it safe to together. say if you had a boyfriend and you were going to eat dinner somewhere and there was a booth, 
What would you do if your boyfriend, you sat in first and he slid in and said, scoot over? What would you say to him? I'd tell him to sit on the other <laughs> side. That's weird. That's uncomfortable. And he's like, I just want to sit because next to you. Because then I have to like look like, yeah. and I'm eating and my, our elbows are clashing. Like when yeah. it's not like, yeah. I understand like if there's four people and your elbows clash with the person next to you, then okay. It's all then wrong. It's, but if you have room, why yeah. wouldn't you use the room? Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 we just live right life the correct way and oh people my do God. I, I realize that. Snobs. They don't know that. <laughs> I have another what in the world. My husband is, I've told you guys before that Instagram get hit gets him all the time. The Instagram ads. Yeah. Like perfect. Today, Eddie had two packages when he came home and he was really excited to open them. And your dad opened three pairs of swim trunks. And you better believe you guys, when Eddie orders anything without my permission, he orders like five of the exact same thing, just in a different color. <laughs> so he orders three. He's like, take a look at these. I'm like, let me guess. You ordered three pairs of swim trunks in the same style, but just different colors. That's different style. And he says, I hate you. <laughs> and like, I he's said, like a cartoon character. Right. Like, so he predictable, just right? He the same thing, but in different colors sometimes. Right. He has like, a uniform. Yeah, he has a uniform. Uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he orders these shorts from Instagram and I'm like, where did you get these no name brand? Like, and he goes, you know what? Just disable my Instagram. They get me every time. <laughs> I'm telling you, these shorts kept showing up. They, <laughs> but, they, they just kept showing up and in. we're getting ready for a trip. Right. And so I'm like, okay, one, they must know I just bought tickets to go on a trip. They must know all this information mm-hmm. because now I'm get, I told you those shirts, like they're going to get me with the shirts soon too. And I don't know what to do. Okay. I have no <laughs> clue what to do. They're going to get me with the shirts. The shirts keep popping up. They're the floral shirts. They look like travel. It's like a child. They yeah. Right? look like, like you're going on vacation and they keep showing up. And I, and I, I showed you the other day, honey. I was like, look, what do you think about the shirt? She goes, oh, that's a nice shirt. I'm like, no, it's not a nice shirt. I don't need that. I don't want that. It's shirt. because because the algorithm knows when you right. like spend a certain amount of time looking at a picture, it knows that you're looking Ooh, at it. We got them. Keep coming up. We got them. Sw- especially if you swipe through right. a post, and yeah. it's gonna keep like giving you especially the similar if you ads. click on it and you view yeah. and you're like, oh, they're like, oh, he's filling these shirts. It's yeah. just one more they'll, time. They're gonna keep sending you the ad. Yeah, you well. literally, we do this for a living. You know how this works. I know, but. It's still effective. (laughs) There's a reason it works. So what I wish that you would do is I wish that you would think through the outfits, though, because like if you if you order a pair of navy blue shorts that have orange and yellow stripes across them, I want you to just think it through. What color shirt would I wear with this? Because then you wind up with all this stuff that's like mismatch and you need like geranium. No, I think I was going to I was going to go like, you know, one of the things I noticed is that when people are really, really, really wealthy, they don't match. They just wear whatever they have. And so I was going for like that. Like, oh, oh you've got like, you've got like a blue and yellow thing going, but you also got an orange shirt. You mm. must be wealthy. That's what oh, I was going for. That's or crazy. Okay. Right. No in, in between. Either way. Wealthy, either way. crazy, or your wife has no say so in your wardrobe. Well, when we went to Thailand a few years ago, I think I did a really good job of getting my outfits. I got this. You can't tell everybody. He got the same cut of shorts in different colors there were the four same, colors uh-huh. the same shirt in different colors <laughs> and he just mismatched them all the whole thailand trip it's uh, like you would think we were backpacking because that's usually what you do is just like keep it simple interchange 
But yeah, you had a uniform when we were in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, they were so just different So now colors, your yeah. uniform will be a little more eclectic <laughs> while in Greece. So that's my last wet in the world. I was talking to your mom today, which she's coming. We're bringing Nana to Greece when we leave. And I was like, well, you know, I want, we were trying to hit the gym and I thought we'd be in better shape, but we still have six weeks go- to go. And she goes, Janelle. We're leaving in three weeks. And I was like, what? Are you saying I'm not in good shape? You said we. I, okay. I've been I'm, hard. Okay. I'm going to the gym with the girls. I've been taking the kids to the gym. They've been working out really hard. One day, Kayla couldn't walk. And your arms were shaking while you were trying to host us at Olive Garden. But we survived. Stops. And we keep saying 2021 Greece, Greece 2021 body. And, you know, I thought I had more time. And time is flying by. Right. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to Kayla Copeland. She's been working this summer. She's been super responsible, just graduated from high school. And tell the people where you have decided to study theater and go to college. I will be going to the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. And where is that? Uh, just kidding. Conservatoire? <laughs> That's the name of this school. Oh, or RCS. Right. It's for short. But it's in Glasgow in Scotland. Um, and I'll be starting September 20th. Though. Right. Two days after your 18th birthday. Yes. Do you have any friends that have asked you, are your parents going to let you go all the way to Scotland? Uh, No. Nobody's asked me that. Do you um, know how many people have asked me, and you're going to let her go to Scotland? I'm like, let her go? I don't understand. She earned her way to, she earned mm-hmm. this opportunity, right? And this is a very um, these, elite school. These are the same people who sit next to each other in the booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who asked that question. For <laughs> sure. You sound so judgy, sure. you guys. So you're going to be attending school in Scotland. Yes. We are in the process. Tell everybody like what that looks like now, like what things we're preparing to move you to, call, to Scotland. Um, I have to get a student visa, mm-hmm. which is a big a process. Big, big, long process mm-hmm. and complicated. What else does it do? We're trying to learn the difference between U.S. dollars and pounds. Oh, yeah. Every single time that we're looking at expenses, we have to go on Google and like ask Google, ask Google because a I'm pound very, does I'm, not equal a dollar. Right. Um, we learned phone. that the hard way. Yeah. I have it set on my phone. It, it's I'm like constantly looking at how's the dollar doing. I'm like, we need to buy something right now because right. right now the dollar's doing pretty good. You're so ridiculous. But, See how you're so gullible with everything. <laughs> what are you talking about? We need to buy something right now. Because- <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if we're going to go out, like, we need to, like, okay, now go out there and all of a sudden, freaking one dollars, two pounds, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So they tell, you know, the weather is different. It's Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Right. Yeah. Um, the time is military time, mm-hmm. not and normal. It's eight hours ahead. Mm-hmm. You got to drive on the the opposite the side, side, of, the side of the street while you're on the right side of your vehicle. Vehicle, mm-hmm. right? So we have a lot of new culture shock things, right? Mm-hmm. And just like the lingo of Scottish people, and like uh, the Scottish accent, especially where I'm going, is especially like hard to understand, and I'm really <laughs> scared about that. Give us a little sample of that. I can't. Yeah, I cannot. Can. Yes, because well, you know, shout, shout out to our, our. You know, we have some people who, looking at our demographics for this push podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got we've some got Scotland some people in Glasgow. Ooh. Yep. So we found a new auntie for you. Her name is Amy. Oh, She's okay. in our um, Passion and Profit class, and she said she'd ha- be happy to be an honorary auntie. She's an hour away. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so if you need anything, she's right there. But you guys, it's different. We have moved a child into college, right? Made the dorm nice and cool. But 
Imagine trying to book a U-Haul in Scotland. Do they even have U-Haul? Who knows? Do they even have Ikea? Do they have a Costco? Like They have where? Ikea. They have right. Ikea. They have Costco. So we have been learning about this, though, as a yeah. family, and it's a huge thing, right? So passports are on lock. We've got a one-way ticket secured for mm-hmm. you. And I just want to know, how are you feeling about moving? It hasn't, like, hit me yet. Well, you're, I, hit, you're I, out I, in 70 days. I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm I'm really excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll hit me. Like It hits me in waves where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be an adult. Mm-hmm. My, it, my first experience being adult is going to be in a different country. Mm-hmm. And my parents are going to be really, really far. far. <laughs> yeah. we, well, we, we, we'll, be, we'll be there. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so I, I want to get into this because I, I, I know... Uh, the Push Podcast, like one of the things that we try to do is we try to help people get good good perspectives. We're, you know, this is about personal development. So, you know, it's what people need to know is how you made the decision, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we want you to get from this is like, we didn't tell you these things. Like you went through a, a certain criteria of how to, to choose the school that you were going to choose. And you choose it based off of some very specific things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very different than what many people, how many people approach decisions. Mm-hmm. So um, you rewind, were- you were had already accepted to go to DePaul University, mm-hmm. right? In, in Chicago. Chicago. And you were going to study theater there. And that was like done. Lease signs, mm-hmm. school signs. We have uh, friends. We have roommates. We have yeah. roommates. We like, ordered t-shirts. You talk about like, <laughs> you, you talk about being vested, right? You're, right. You're, you're, like that you were completely vested. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity came to go to the Royal Conservatoire. Conservatoire. Why are you saying Scotland. And you stopped. And what did you do? Walk us through your decision making. Well, before well, you get to the decision, can I just, I want to tell the people that in America, the commitment date is mm-hmm. different, right? Yeah. And so the reason why you had already committed is because in America, you have to do that a lot yeah. earlier. Because they But in Scotland, it's yeah. different. For the, in the UK, UK schools, they'll give you your um, decision in mm-hmm. like May. Well, or not, yeah, in late June. Like early June, late mm-hmm. May. And then for US schools, you have to commit by May 1st. Right. right. So that's why it so you had already committed. Okay, then then talk to the people about, like, what happened because you were well, stressed. Well, yeah. Originally, <laughs> I did not think I was going to get into this school because I just figured they only let in, like, five or seven Americans. Mm-hmm. And, no, I think it's, like, five or they, – they let in seven international students. Right. And um, I was like, um, I don't know. And it's ranked number one in the world as a conservatory. And I was like, okay, this is this is this is a reach. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put all my eggs into DePaul, put my all my eggs in that basket, and I'm just gonna commit. And I already loved the school of like I already loved DePaul and it was a great program. Mm-hmm. So I just wasn't like expecting to get in at all. And so when I got in, I was just in shock Mm -hmm. and there was waves of just stress and not knowing what I was going to do because RCS would be a three-year studying program Mm -hmm. while DePaul would be four years. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up, RCS would end up being cheaper anyways. Mm -hmm. And also it's it's an amazing school. And then Mm -hmm. it came down to like, would I ever have the opportunity to, you know, go outside of the country and study and meet all those different types of people? Because the school really is like an international school and mm-hmm. they only let in like seven Scottish people and then seven international students. So 
I would get the opportunity to meet so many different people and to work with so yeah. many different people that I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to do at DePaul. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't say no, like, right. because I would be left with regret. Like, if right. I had said no, I would go throughout my entire DePaul, like, university um, experience regretting and thinking, what if mm -hmm. I had done this? What if I had you said, And you said something interesting. You said, I, if I would have chosen to go to DePaul, I would have been thinking about Scotland mm -hmm. while I was there. But yeah. if I'm in Scotland, I would not be thinking about yeah, DePaul. Yeah, no. Right? And then you also said something of that when, when the guy told you and characterized what the, how hard and difficult the school was mm -hmm. and how what did you respond to when you heard that? Well, so they told you when they oh. decided to offer you one of the spots, mm -hmm. right? And I want to reiterate to the listeners, like, how amazing you are, how talented you are, and how hard you worked during those auditions. It was rigorous to get yeah. in, and it was difficult, and you were constantly questioning yourself. Mm -hmm. And every time you finished with an audition, you were like, whatever, I'm not going to get in. Like, you were kind of like... You were pissed after your Howard one. Right. Oh, so, my gosh. So you got into all the top schools, right? And then here comes RCS at the last minute minute like yeah. hey we'd love to have you and then they specifically said listen if you're looking for a college experience this is not the college for right. you we are going to be working you from oh 400 hours to <laughs> whatever right. the a, hell it's, that so means the difference is, is that it's a conservatory so i'm not going to be taking any academic classes at all and mm -hmm. i'm going to be like from dawn to dusk just doing theater mm -hmm. and at depaul it would be a little bit more lenient mm -hmm. it was more of a college, college experience, experience. And it came down to, like, where I thought I could get the best education. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being at RCS. It also, um, though, was really impressive as your parents to watch you make the decision to choose the harder option. Mm. And that makes the me a little emotional because... That's what we do for a living yeah. with our students is try to get people out of their comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, I remember like the deciding factor is because I, I spoke to somebody that I knew that went there from one of my like one of my acting teachers connected me to a person that went there. And he said that I'm someone that likes to be pushed. And this place is why I chose it or that's why I chose RCS. And he was like, every day you walk in and you're scared. And mm -hmm. and in in the good way, because you know you're going to be pushed to your limit, you know you're going to learn. And that's some, that is that is the reason why I chose RCS, because I didn't want to go into somewhere where I knew I was going to be comfortable all the time, because I'm someone that when I'm in an uncomfortable space, it's where I grow the most. And I know I'll learn the most when I'm scared and when I have, you know, I'm I'm up to my neck in work. And, that, and that's really what I wanted from college. Yeah. So that's why I like. I got to tell and you, you, that's you, one you of the things. Thank you for saying that because I was like, I know that's what you told me. But then right. <laughs> I asked you, were like, what did I, what did I say? <laughs> I was like, Your question oh. was kind of uh, like I weird, though. I didn't know that was though, a yeah. question. But I want to <laughs> tell you publicly <laughs> that that's one of the best traits that you have is that you know that you okay when i'm pushed that's when i see the best results that's when i see the most growth mm -hmm. and that's what we have seen in your theater career through high school is like when you have gone for the big roles when you put yourself outside of your comfort zone when you've worked your butt off to where you're crying during finals trying to like do it all you always always wind up with an amazing result yeah right and i think and it's honestly taught me so much because i told like in my senior year of high school, I, ha I had an acting teacher and she and I went through like the first semester, like not really knowing my place. And I was very much like, am I even learning anything? So 
I talked to her. I had a, a Zoom meeting with her and I was like, I need you to push me harder. And I told her, I need you to like pick at me because right now I feel like I'm not growing and I feel like I'm not learning. And then at the end of the year, she told me that I was the only student that had ever done that mm. before. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> you people don't ask you to be harder on them? And then, <laughs> a bear, I don't know. But, but yeah, that like that taught me so much and like, I know, and then I, I, and I, after that, she started picking at me and I started getting better and I started mm. feeling more comfortable, not comfortable, more confident in mm. my skills. Well, you know, what's interesting is that um, you made this similar decision before, right? Mm -hmm. So, and this is important because I think when people think about doing hard things, but when they do think about doing uncomfortable things, it starts off with making one uncomfortable decision, mm -hmm. right? Like I have been training lately Every my first uncomfortable decision in the day is to turn on cold ass water in after shower. my shower. Right, that's my first uncomfortable uh, decision mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. And so I think about your your journey, and you went to high school, to regular high school for your first your senior your your freshman year, excuse mm -hmm. me. And right, I remember you saying, "I'm not being challenged. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't. I don't like this program. I'm going to uh, audition for LOXA." When you mm -hmm. originally didn't want to do it in yeah. junior high school, right? And so you got in there and you said, I'm, you made, that was the first uncomfortable decision you made mm -hmm. is you said, pushed. I'm going to leave my friends. I'm going to leave this place where if I stay here, I'll probably be a, a superstar in this mm -hmm. community because, you know, there's not the most talented people uh, here mm -hmm. and I'm going to take all of my talents and I'm going to go to, to a, a performing arts school and be around other people who are just as talented, who are going to make mm -hmm. things harder for me. Mm -hmm. And I think in a long stretch, that helped you probably to make this decision mm -hmm. is that you've made a decision like this before. Well, it's been historically how she makes decisions though. And I think that that's important for people to like take note on is like, you're 17, Kayla, we've been watching you make hard decisions since you were 14 years old, you know, a freshman in high school. And I think that most people, adults, you know, try to live their lives avoiding discomfort, right. avoiding the challenge. Nobody wants anybody to point out their flaws or to push them constantly or to make them uncomfortable. And this is how I know you're going to be rich, wealthy, and successful. One, because you choose discomfort. And two, because you are really messy. Like you <laughs> literally are the messiest human that I know. That wasn't always the you case. You don't pick up after yourself anymore. And I'm going to blame it on the fact that you're you're spending all of your energy on really hard stuff. So I give you passes. <laughs> but I'm going to say publicly, I know that you have to be rich because no other like normal person could live the life that you are living right now. <laughs> you have to be wealthy enough to have people come pick stuff up after you. Well, you know you. what's funny is that this <laughs> this was the child that used to be the most orderly, right. that used to be the most organized, that used to be, and, and I think in a way that you probably still are, but I think it was the arts. No, you had yeah. OCD. No, I, no, no I, it was yeah, the I arts. Yeah, I think it was. I, I realized, well, honestly, I think it was like, she went from yeah. mathematics to arts, and like when you did that, I think that's when you got My messy. My room got messy. Right. I and started. I mean, it was you guys, funny. it is so messy. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I literally. It's it's just because I'm so busy, and I and I like and I'm always in a rush because I always have places to be. No, because so when you're, I don't have time to you know, put that's my the bad excuse. After. You don't have to create the mess. <laughs> right. Like it's like. 
it's like when you were really a busy person, the worst thing you want to do is, is create a mess. A mess right? Like, no, the worst thing you want to do is create a mess. Right. Like you go, I'm so busy. I have to be neat. Otherwise, I won't have time to clean up the mess. So I'm going to share <laughs> this picture with you guys so you can see that Kayla, when she was, I don't know, 9, 10, even 12 years old for Christmas, you'd get tons of clothes for Christmas mm -hmm. or your birthday. And she would go in her room and she'd match all the outfits on the floor and literally be like, fold it up. This is for Monday. This is for Tuesday, right? Monday mm -hmm. through like two weeks, if you could. Then I'm going to do laundry and then I'm going to mix and match these. And I don't know what happened, but that's not you anymore. Yeah. When did that know. change? I don't know. I, and I'm a Virgo too. So, well, because <laughs> I still find, I still consider myself a very organized person because in my head, it's all organized. What? And I know where everything is in my room. It just happens to be on the floor. So you just turned into an artistic mess, basically. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I blame the arts. Honestly, it's I think it, it got really bad during the pandemic when I was always in my room. Yes. No. Yeah. You literally no. went nowhere and there no. were clothes everywhere. I no. think it got bad during COVID. I want to blame her, COVID. Her room is so COVID. messy. That I, I I look and I go, I'm surprised you don't have a nervous breakdown. Like <laughs> you would look at all this stuff. I would just go, oh my God, there's too many things around me. Because like if it's if it's chaotic, like I find this with really creative people that they can still perform in in, in the chaotic environment. Like things could be everywhere and they still can have laser focus on one thing. Like I my brain doesn't work that way. Like I have to like Move everything out of the way. In You're order very for me. compartmental, though. Yeah, I got okay. I got to get okay. Move this over here. I don't want to look at it until I get to this. Yeah, right. But you operate in every aspect of your life like that. Like, I think I just learned to operate in chaos, and that, and I think it came from uh, like being in the arts and stuff because like you'll do a show and everything is chaotic. Like yeah. you're putting on a show. And like set pieces are falling apart. People are painting on one side and you're doing a scene on the other side. And you I act just like it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. You just work through it. That's true. You're improvising. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I love it. So, um, so now, okay. And just, I want to bring it really quick. So now you've made a tough decision. And I, I want everyone to kind of gather this. Like, what we're trying to communicate in this podcast is that. You know, this 17-year-old girl who we love to brag about, and we love to brag about all our kids. Not really. No. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They're but, probably listening. No, but we love to brag about all our kids and, <gasps> and, and talk about their great qualities. And, mm -hmm. and then obviously they have their messy lives. Mm -hmm. But when, when you think about your kids will constantly teach you things if you allow them mm -hmm. to. And I think that... One of the things that we tried to do is is try to just instill certain values and understandings and of how to approach things. And so, but there was a, but I will tell you with this one, she has taught me um, is what you get from hard work, right? Right. What you get from a diligent, directive determination to do well, mm -hmm. right? And I think that what was interesting, I was talking to Ben, who uh, a who friend, a, a friend of mine. And when you first had got into it, I said, you know, it's interesting because Kayla's amazing at what she does. I think right now she's learning, like she she understands the skill of of acting. I said, I, I'm curious what's going to happen when she's fully immersed in the art, mm. right? And I think that what I've seen you do is you grew as a skilled performer, and then you started to really embrace the art, and then you started doing things that were like outside of like 
the actual script in a sense, right? Yeah. You start to really take on the characters instead of like memorizing the lines and still doing really well with performing it. But I saw the art coming through and I was, mm-hmm. that was just interesting kind of, you know, maturation, I should say. So great yeah. job. I'm proud of you. What are you, um, what are your friends saying? Like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going to leave me. You're going to be gone. Like, is anyone making you not feel bad, but I could see adults saying that to other adults. Like, aren't you scared? Oh my God, you're going to be so far. You're going to be there. You're going to be lonely. Don't say that to me. Right. Isn't that strange? Like other children are not saying it to you, but adults Mm -hmm. are saying it. I think also because my friends are also going far but not to scotland yeah girl. not going to scotland right. but they're also like moving to new like york new york or, mm-hmm. and places like that so my friends haven't been like oh my god like your parents are gonna let you do that right no. so why do you think that's the case though like more of the kids that are your age are like encouraging like oh that's great mm-hmm. and this is normal to you guys but why do you think because we always talk about like old people boomers like mm-hmm. they say weird things and you're like okay boomer right yeah. and then like older adults now are saying like oh my god aren't you scared why do you think that adults do that when you're not scared I don't know. Is it strange? It's strange, right? It's strange. It's like when we were little when people would ask us, oh, what's your favorite candy? And we're like, can't. We don't eat candy. candy. We don't eat candy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because they run out of things to say? Like, because that's always interesting. Like, or when you're going to get on, uh, you know, a tall roller coaster and you're short, you're a kid and someone says, are you scared? I just like despise people's question asking sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Well, yeah. And I think it's a part of it is society. A part of it is how they're raised. Like, mm-hmm. I think that uh, we are in a place where taking risk and, and doing something outside your comfort zone is not the norm. Right. And when you mm-hmm. do it, people marvel at it. But they're also like, how come you don't feel the way I feel about this? Right. Right. Aren't you just as scared as I would be? And doesn't that fear stop you? Where I think that in your situation, I think that there's definitely going to be some like nerves involved of doing this, but not enough to stop you. But I think as you you went to a place where you made a decision not out of fear, but out of who you're going to become in that process. I could never, ever decide not to go there because I'm scared. Like that mm. is the worst. Like, I, I just could what never. Would you I, 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 don't understand. You I, I could not understand how somebody could make a decision to not do something because of fear. Like mm. something like like going to Scotland, like getting that opportunity and like just not doing it because they were scared. Mm. Like, but do you know what because they Because uh, the bottom line is I know I'm going to be okay. Like mm. I know I, I know myself and I know I'm going to be okay and I know I'm going to like get through it that's the title of the podcast you're gonna be okay (laughs) yeah like seriously but the thing is is and here's the problem is that people won't see it they don't see it as fear necessarily they find other things that actually like camouflage the fear meaning Mm -hmm. they'll they'll say i can't leave my family Mm. Right. Oh, I can't leave this relationship mm-hmm. or oh, this won't work out because this has to be in order. Right. And so they find all these other these other things to camouflage. What it really comes down to is that they're playing scared. Well, yeah. someone literally said, well, what would she do if she like breaks her leg or something? I go go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're literally we have to find a doctor. We have to open a bank account. We have to figure out how to transfer international funds. We have to figure out how to find you a dentist, your favorite 
favorite thing in the world. But these are things that you would have to do regardless of whether we're in Scotland or New York or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just, like, I hope if anyone's getting anything from this, it's like, do it scared. Yep. You're going to be okay. And I love that we don't have to coach you into that stuff because... I don't think I do think you're the exception, Kayla. I do think that most 17 year olds are like, "Uh, I don't know. How am I going to feed myself? Like, what if I get homesick? Like so many people have asked me that. What if she gets homesick? I'm like, first of all, you don't know my kid. She's not going to get homesick. She loves new adventures. She's going to force herself to make friends. She'll force herself to get familiar with the area. She'll force herself to figure out how to cook that's probably the thing yeah. i'm most worried about is but the- i know I'll, I'll figure it out <laughs> i like, know too I, like i'll make eggs until i learn how to make <laughs> anything else and i'm fine with living off of eggs until i you know how you to know, make two whole else. things <laughs> what are they eggs, eggs. and veggie fajitas oh. and you know what eggs, and then here's the thing is this, can we take eggs, eggs off because eggs kind of make themselves right <laughs> like you literally crack it you, you you mix them up a little bit and you put them in heat and they actually you could literally put eggs scrambled in the microwave and it will come out scrambled yeah they're still good yeah so so okay so she knows how to make caramelized onions and veggies I know how to make really fajitas. good veggies grilled yeah, veggies like do. I can be living off of grilled veggies and broccoli and eggs until I learn how to make chicken like, yeah that's, and that's what I, makes I, you so I great I know how to make chicken yeah but she said I'll do it until I get sick of it and then I'll force myself to do something else oh so, my god we're really proud of you, and um, I know that you're going to be famous, and you're going to take care of us when we get older, right? Mm-hmm. She's we such I'm a liar. Taking care I of know. me, I got my own She's money. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think if you listen to this podcast, it's not about us bragging about our kid. It's really interesting concept. I think that. Most of the students we work with hide behind fear. Most of the students we work with are really afraid to do an Instagram live or to go out in the community and sell whatever it is that they're passionate about making. And you've been passionate about learning about theater and trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone until you get better and better and better. And I think you know that you're still growing. So when Scotland became an opportunity for you to get even better, you were like, I have to go. Yeah. There's literally no way that I'm going to say no because this is a better opportunity than the school we had already bought shirts for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, what I love about it is, and I I want people to capture this, is that you will more times than not regret the things you don't do than the things that you do go out and do, right? And so it's it's important to realize that because when you look at your life and you think about the missed opportunities and you think about when you are like that old saying, if I die and I'm on my deathbed, where I'm on my, if I'm on my deathbed and all of the ideas and the, in the, in the, in the um, innovations and all the decisions that I should have made are sitting around my deathbed, staring at me with angry faces saying, I came to you and you did nothing with me. That is morbid. But that, but that's, <laughs> but that's the reality, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're listening to this right now and there's a and there's a pressing decision that you have to make and the only reason why you haven't made the decision or the, maybe the reason you're going to make a decision not to do it is out of fear, I am telling you, Kayla's telling you, Janelle's telling you, make the decision to do it and do it and lean into the fear because you know that 
once you conquer it, it's going to be the most rewarding thing that you have in your life. And when you back away from it and you move away from it, it'd be one of the biggest things that you you regret in your life. Mm -hmm. And that regret is terrible Mm -hmm. because it weighs tons when you just need to make a decision to go. I just want to know, I want Kayla to close it out though. Where'd you learn that from? Like the concept of that? Do you remember? Her father. No, No, because we never forced you or pushed you to like, hey, do this, even though it's hard. Like, I mean, maybe we did inadvertently, but we never pressured you to constantly be out of your comfort zone. I don't know if we modeled that. I don't know if you... I feel like you've always expected that of yourself. So what would you articulate to someone on why you're able to do that or why you're able to make those decisions? I feel like I'm just very blunt with myself. Like if I'm ever, I don't know, I never really see it as like, oh, this is something I'm afraid of, so I'm going to go get it. It's Mm -hmm. more like I know this will be a challenge, so I'm going to try to master Mm -hmm. it because I'm a very competitive person. Yeah, that's what it is. And I always want to try to better myself and like be better than the last time I did something and just kind of like keep progressing. Mm -hmm. And when you don't get challenges, you can never progress. Mm -hmm. And and I never really saw it as like, oh, I'm really afraid of this, so I'm Mm going to do it. It was always just like, oh, that's a challenge. Mm. And if I can do this, then I'm one step forward and then I can just keep going up. What a great reframe. I love that. And I, I, love I and I love that you didn't, when you said competitive, you weren't talking about someone else. You were talking about yourself. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Like you're saying not like oh, watching not someone else, trying to, trying to be better than someone else. You're not competing against someone else. You're competing about the older version of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And that's the competition that really matters, right? Yep. It doesn't matter who you if you compete against someone else because you're constantly now comparing yourself, mm-hmm. slowing yourself down by looking at someone else, but really looking at yourself and saying, okay, here is where I am today. If I take on this challenge, man, what will I become tomorrow, right? right. right? And how will I better myself? And so that's just a beautiful thing. Well, we're inspired by you. We're also extremely proud of you. And you guys can join us in the countdown. Kayla's leaving in 70 days. September 12th, we are piecing out America and moving to Scotland. I hear the food's not that great there. Yeah. Oh, you're saying we're moving to Scotland? No. Okay. We're moving her to Scotland, but we're all going to make sure that, you know, we find pots and pans and find an Ikea. Yeah. And a doctor and a, all that stuff. So if you yeah. live in Scotland or you have a friend <laughs> in Scotland, share this podcast. We need some more honorary family members to make sure that Kayla's okay in Scotland. So good job, baby. We love you. Thank you. I love you too. And you guys can push through. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through